Atlanta, Georgia. Welcome to the Prepare My Mission podcast, where our mission is to equip you for an effective mission trip abroad. We do that here by having honest conversations about what it looks like to live out our faith, not only on the international mission field, but here at home as well. Sitting across from me is my wife, Terry. Hey, everybody. I'm your host, CJ. And in this episode, we'll be discussing six lies we tell ourselves that keep us from serving. Then we'll be answering a listener's question about what to do if there are many issues on your heart and you don't know where to begin. Finally, we'll be updating you on what's going on on the website. With that, let's get started. started recording what was this voice you were you were starting <laughs> no, to use here <laughs> you're like would you would you have me on the podcast if i talk like that could if, you give if us I a talk like these would you have me on the podcast i'm trying to think of who that even sounds like, like i don't what know celebrity it's like a southern southern bell a southern bell well, maybe i don't know <laughs> savannah <laughs> you gotta let it fall out of your, your mouth, mouth like molasses <laughs> As Andy would say yes. on the office. <laughs> um, so, how's your week been, Terry? It's been good. I'm getting over some the- of the worst sickness that I've ever had, but I'm I'm feeling good. Yeah, CJ's had the flu all week. Let's just be honest. Yeah, and uh, but coming back strong here, mm-hmm. ready to go. You've got your fake accent. You're ready to go. <laughs> um, I think we're ready to go. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we've got like s- almost 70 degree weather outside now. I know, it's now. beautiful. I mean, things are, things are looking things up are, around here. Things are blooming or starting to bud. Um, it's a new season. Yeah, so Sorry. first, <laughs> this podcast, you know, is it anything else? <laughs> no, it's a new I'm season. just talking. It's a new season of life. It's a new season outside. Oh, the seasons are like a metaphor <laughs> for For what? Life. <laughs> Always changing and blooming. Uh-huh. The, there's a time for every twist. Yes. Um, <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by our email list. So we send out a weekly email called Words on Wednesday. And this email has just one purpose, uh, and it's to encourage you to live out the mission that God has for you. Um, so no matter whether you're planning on going a mission trip later this year or whether you're trying to live every day on mission like in your hometown like you probably should anyway um encouragement's important you know it's really hard to stay motivated to continue to do great work if you know if you're bogging yourself down um so that's what we're here for it's just one sentence of encouragement a really quick win takes four seconds to read uh it comes to your inbox uh, on Wednesday morning. And if you go to preparemymission.com slash email, uh, you can give us your email address and uh, we'll send that to you. We'll also sell your email address to as many people as we can, make as much money off of that <laughs> as we can. Um, so it's a win-win, right? Oh, man. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but preparemymission.com slash email. We keep your information private. Some people mm-hmm. don't like when you joke about that kind of stuff. Uh, but I'm joking. Yes. Uh, with that, uh, you can unsubscribe anytime with that. We'll move on to our featured conversation. Six lies we tell ourselves that keep us from serving. Keep listening. 
six lies we tell ourselves that keep us from serving. Terry, this was that was your opportunity to intro this I, subject. I couldn't keep a straight and face. You couldn't get it out. Um, do you have a good intro for this? Well, with spring on its way, uh huh, and this should be uh, time for sp- <laughs> time for spring cleaning. Um, it's always a good good thing to reevaluate and 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 see if you're lying to yourself. Well, that and just where your priorities are. So I was trying to think of an intro yeah. that didn't sound like, like, hey, you know, if you're if you're not serving right now, <laughs> you should be. And so here are the lies you're telling yeah. yourself. And I was trying to think of a, a softer way to we put it. We were struggling. Um, clearly, <laughs> and we still are. It's fine. Um, but we're going to talk about six lies uh, that we tend to tell ourselves uh, that keep us and hold us back from serving, mm-hmm. just because we're human and we're we tend we're inclined to be selfish and and to catch these lies in in your thought process Mm -hmm. uh be helpful yeah because some of these are are more subconscious type things you know you may or may not be aware of this and some are just straight up excuses so so this is based on a relevant magazine article uh called things that hold us back from serving others and uh, i'll put a link to that in our podcast notes so you can read that but this is kind of just uh, six lies I kind of learned that we tend to tell ourselves that I pulled mm-hmm. out of the content. So yeah. what's the first lie? Um, the lie number one is that I'm waiting for the right time. So this is less subconscious. We usually tell yeah. ourselves this a lot. Oh, I'm um, busy. I don't have yeah. time for this. Or... Yeah, I'll volunteer when I have, yeah. when I have the time to spare, mm-hmm. uh, when life eases up, that kind of a thing. Yeah, I mean, there's always you know, a, a never ending list that we have of, of things we have to get done, you know, and um, if you fall back on that excuse or, you know, you'll never have time. You'll never yeah. have the time. To, do you feel to like volunteer. you deal with this one? Yeah. I mean, there's definitely, there's a lot of demands, you know, having a full-time job and then, um, you know, with all the things that you do outside of you, even just your work week, you know. Like what? Like laundry, cleaning, yeah. cooking, I mean, grocery shopping. I mean, this is just my stuff, you know, working out. I mean, there's always things on your list. You Running know, your you do- 20 miles a day? <laughs> no, <laughs> not quite. But yeah, I mean, <clears throat> the list can go on and on if you want it to, you know. So there's a really cool passage. I like the book of Ecclesiastes a lot. Uh, cool passage from Ecclesiastes uh, 11, 4 through 5. I'm going to read this and then say what I think it kind of means, but hopefully this means something. Whoever watches the wind will not plant. Whoever looks at the clouds will not reap. As you do not know the path of the wind or how the body is formed in your mother's womb, so you cannot understand the work of God, the maker of all things. And what I think that that's trying to tell us is that if we wait for the perfect conditions, if we wait for the wind to be perfect, if we wait for the clouds to be perfect before we go out to the garden, we'll never get anything done. Right. We'll never go out. Right. Um, and there's never going to be the right time, yeah. the perfect time. So. That's true. So, hey, we actually have some biblical basis <laughs> behind some of these thoughts. Yeah. No, that's true, though. You can't wait. You can't sit around staring at the clouds. Yeah. So this, uh, we won't spend this much time on all of them. <laughs> But I had one question that I just wanted to throw out at you too here. Okay. Is there a bad time to focus on missions? 
No, I mean, I definitely don't think so. I just think it looks different in different stages of life, um, different seasons of our life. Yeah. Um, you know, you just, you got to kind of just figure out, you know, what is it going to look like for where I'm at right now? Yeah. And I would say that just kind of threw, threw it out there because I can't, I thought about that. I was like, well, is there, if there's no like right time, is there a, a time that we shouldn't or that, you know, mm-hmm. that I need to be more reserved and, you know, Jesus never really put parameters around when yeah. uh, the best time to reach out is. Um, and that's probably because he knew that we would find enough reasons on our own not to right. put ourselves out there. Um, but I think just like what you said, there's, I mean, it's going to look different in different seasons. Yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah, um, your level of involvement changes with, you know, where you are in life. So should we move on to number two? Yeah, go for it. Line number two is I don't have enough to offer. Um, so I'll let you jump in. <laughs> oh, um, well, I'm this gathering is, my thoughts. Gotcha. This one, I mean, the first thing that came to mind when I was looking at this is um, the verse that talks about where we all are um, a different member of the body. And so basically that we all have our own specific things to offer and whether or not you recognize it, you know, your gift might come in handy more than you think, you know, and that's, that's what first came to mind for me. Um, and I don't have the scripture right in front of me, so I can't read it word for word, but, um, but yeah, you know, the arm serves a purpose, the neck serves a purpose, you know, those types of things. So, so I think the lie that I don't have enough to offer is clearly not true because God uses whatever you have to Mm -hmm. offer. Now, what may be true is I don't have a lot to offer, Mm. Um, but again, you know, God uses the small things that we have and multiplies it in big ways and uses our small contributions to grow us to bigger contributions. You know, we didn't go from zero to hosting a website about missions in, you know, overnight. You know, this was a small step that you took in your life towards missions that I took in my life towards missions yeah. and eventually it grew and grew and grew. And now, you know, we looking we, back, yeah, it's I like, would have never thought we would be where we are today. Yeah. You know, and we had something valuable to mm-hmm. offer each step of the way. And tomorrow we'll have something more valuable to right. offer. I think, you know, as we, or in we addition to, yeah, yeah to, to, as we continue to grow. Yeah. Um, but it's a complete lie that you don't have, enough to offer. Yeah. And I think too, it's dangerous to, to fall on that line because what that, what I feel like that does is it points the finger to me rather than keeping the focus on God, Mm. you know, where serving then becomes about what I'm doing and not, you know, am I being obedient to God? Yeah. Um, and so I think that can be a dangerous lie, you know, to believe. And, you know, I think the enemy, that's, that's what he wants us to do is to, turn to ourselves, you know, to be selfish and see how we can impact and how we can, you know, what we can get out of it or whatever, you yeah. know. So I think that's something else to think about with that lie. Yeah. I mean, kind of, of bouncing off that, I think that's a big struggle is in the world of missions. And we've mentioned this before, how sometimes we glamorize it a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. we, you know, we look, we do look at what, I can't remember what you just said about you know, the, the things we offer, you know, yeah. we, we, um, we, we kind of look at the, how dramatic it is, maybe right. it's the right way to put it, you know, that person that's going overseas. We want to do big things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but how, 
dramatic doesn't necessarily mean it's more important. Mm-hmm. Um, or that, that God's going to use it any less or any more. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I want to say. Yeah. You help me out there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still I'm still overcoming a cloudy mind after being sick, so I'm a little yeah. bit processing <laughs> slower. And when you record a podcast, you got to... You got to be on top of especially it. Especially when you're as bad at editing as we are. <laughs> like we don't, I don't get to go really go back and figure out how to make myself sound more coherent. <laughs> Pretty much what you hear is what you get. Yeah. Um, what you hear is what you get. Yeah. Um, should literally. we move on to number three? Yeah. Go ahead. Um, line number three is I'm not needed. And so this is obviously, um, you know, if it's an organization that has a lot of volunteers already, Mm-hmm. Um, it's easy to have the mindset of, oh, well, they won't know the difference, you know, right. whether or not I'm there. Um, it's bystander up. syndrome. Mm. So have you heard of bystander syndrome? I have now. So never- bystander <laughs> syndrome is where if you see something going on in the street or something like that and there's a crowd of people, you assume, you know, and someone's getting hurt or uh, punched or something, you yeah. assume someone else is going to call the police, right. someone else is going to handle it. You know, uh, because you're a bystander, there's so many others around. Right. Um, wow. You know, if it was a dark alley and, you know, you were the only one that saw what was going on, you would absolutely call the police because you knew that you were the only one that saw it. Right. You know, but bystander syndrome is when there are so many people already involved, you assume that everyone else is already going to take care of it. You don't need to take care of it. Uh, and it's a dangerous and unbiblical mindset. You know, mm. we were called to get in the game. Um, we weren't, sorry, I'm jumping on my soapbox now. Yeah, no, that's good. We weren't called to, you know, judge ourselves whether or not we can play the game, whether right. or not it's, you know, it's just like we weren't called to quantify our own ability and then determine or not whether we should get involved. Yeah. Um, you know, hmm. we're just called to act and, you know. Just got to get started doing yeah. something. Yeah. So That's good. I think that when we say that we're not needed, we're assuming that w- that we already know exactly how mm-hmm. much we have to offer and not factoring in that uh, what God wants to do through us mm-hmm. that may be incredibly needed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you'd never want to, you know, this kind of probably ties into what I said already, but again, that's saying that, well, you know, basically undermining what God can do, you know? So, I mean, just a way to think about it. So do you feel like, I didn't ask you this about number two. Uh, Do you feel like you struggle with number two or three, the uh, I don't have enough to offer or I'm not needed? Um, I think I, between the two, struggle more with the I'm not needed. Um, Yeah. And I think it's more of just because I, I can, you can tend to feel very insignificant especially with um, the bigger organizations, you know, that do have a lot of volunteers, have a lot of um, people that are giving them, you know, press or or acknowledgement, you know, awareness. Sometimes it's easy to feel insignificant, you know, and and that it's, well, maybe it's just not worth even diving into, you know. I think I'd agree with you. I think out of the first three, so we've talked about three so far, um, I think I'm not needed is probably mm-hmm. yeah the, the the one you feel the I feel the most, uh, especially yeah when it comes to things like you know even just to poke at us a little bit like the uh, the 
food pa- our local food pantry that mm-hmm. we've been talking about getting involved with and really helping out more and more mm-hmm. uh, over the past couple of months. We felt that on our hearts a little bit and we've been pretty slow in acting <laughs> on that so far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been doing a little, you know, a little bit here and there, you know, oh, we'll donate it, you know, a couple dollars online, you know, try and plant the seed right. and grow it a little bit. Um, but we struggle with jumping in and I think it's, you know, it's partly, I guess it is partly the, you know, we're waiting for the right time. I don't know. We're putting mm-hmm. it off basically. Yeah. Uh, we're not prioritizing, prioritizing it yet. We're also, it's just also easy to look at these, you know, this large food pantry and, and field Oh, well, what can we desperate really do? need yeah. of it? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's where it, the, that's another lie that's not in here is like, if it's not desperate, it's not important. Mm, that's um, good. That yeah. it's easy to, to want to help the desperate first right. and feel that pull rather than like, hey, we just need someone to help us stock some shelves. Yeah. Uh, and that's just as important, even though it's not as desperate. Right. Hmm, um, that's a good point. So should we move on to number four? Yeah. Is it your turn? Sure. Uh, so number four is I don't feel drawn to a certain cause. Um, I think this one is more subconscious. Yeah, this one definitely, because sometimes you just don't know where to get involved, you know? Yeah. Um, Almost apathetic a little. Yeah, and and I think, too, we get so busy that it's hard to sit down and actually think through this, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's easy, you know, to, to believe this lie or act on this lie, um, you know, but, but it is a lie. You know, everybody can... Um, Find something that they can connect to. Yeah. Find something that, even if it's a small amount that you believe in, you know, if nothing else, you believe in what they're doing. Um, you may not be passionate, but if you believe in what they're doing, I think that's definitely enough reason to get involved, you know? Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, it's okay to, uh, okay, it's this is kind of a, a lazy lie that we tell ourselves that we're not drawn to something, so it's kind of like, Okay, you're just being lazy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's okay to test out different opportunities. You don't have to commit to, you know, 10 years of service right. to something. You know, it's okay to explore. Yeah, some may fit you better than others, you know. I mean, not everybody is going to feel drawn to go, you know, volunteer at the local, you know, senior center. I mean, not everybody. <laughs> I, that's Harry my is. default. Cause, um, <laughs> I love the seniors. Um, well, can you go back to that accent no, you're doing at the beginning no. of the podcast, please? Just for, just for no. about 20 seconds. No. But, you know, not everybody's going to feel drawn to you're do gonna that. You're going to do or... line number five and you're going <laughs> to say it in or, your Southern Bell. I can't even. Okay. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So, Something about seniors. Yeah. Not everybody's going to feel drawn to that. But you don't know until you try, you know. Um And that may be super uncomfortable for some people. And that's okay. You know, don't be afraid of being uncomfortable. Um, And I don't even know if that goes with line number four. So we'll just No, yeah, it's fine. Keep going. (laughs) That was it. That's it? Yeah. Um, Well, I think that was great. I don't really have anything else to add. Uh, Line number five, we've got two more lies that we tell ourselves that keep us from serving. Um, Will you read number five for us in your Southern Bell voice? (laughs) Please just. I'm gonna screw this it is up. great podcast fodder. Oh man! This okay. Is, this is exciting. This is what's gonna <laughs> shoot us to the top of know. iTunes you, right here. You, you might be talking it up too much. Oh no! <laughs> All right, line number five. <laughs> <laughs> I tried volunteering and it didn't work out. 
All right, that was pretty happy? good. <laughs> Did you everybody's, get your feel? Everybody's laughing. At Either that or they are turning it off. <laughs> uh, line number five. I tried volunteering and it didn't work out. Um, so it's it like, happens. It's like a bad haircut. Yeah. You get a bad haircut. It doesn't mean you're never going to get a haircut again. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you got to try a new barber. Yep. Um, or just do what I do and shave your head at home. But <laughs> that's not the point. Yeah. The point is uh, sometimes volunteering... Getting back to the serious note, doesn't go exactly how right. we hope. Um, and it, uh, that's true in a lot of times just because we kind of glamorize it in our head mm -hmm. a little bit. Um, so common things are, you know, you never hear back from the organization you emailed to get involved. You finally, you finally sat down to send that email, get mm -hmm. involved, and they never emailed you back. Or you went and you were really out of place because you were way too old or way too young mm -hmm. or it was all men or it was all women or something like that and just didn't didn't fit um so that's a i think that's a hurdle for a lot of people and mm -hmm. again this is more subconscious that you kind of tried it yeah. and didn't really work out and now yeah. you just don't do anything and you know on this point this makes me think sometimes i feel like for me you, you either, you see how volunteering is, you know, through movies and stuff. Like you said, we glamorize it. Or maybe you volunteer and you see other volunteers who've been doing it a lot longer and they know everybody. They are just having a good time. You know, everybody knows their name and you feel kind of like an outcast, yeah. you know. And so it's easy to kind of isolate yourself in those situations. Be like, oh, well, maybe You're this isn't newbie. for me because I don't fit in here, you know, when really it's just that you haven't given it enough time to develop, yeah. you know, those relationships. And, um, you know, even just that, that thing in your heart that just connects completely to that, yeah. you know, thing. Um, cause I think for me, sometimes that is what it's, it almost scares me, you know, it's like, Ooh, I don't, I don't know if I want to jump into that cause I don't know anybody there. It's going to be a little awkward at first. Right. Um, it may not work out well, you know, but I think sometimes we just got to, like we were saying earlier, you just got to jump in and, and just start somewhere and give it time, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> I was just realizing that total, total uh -huh. post sick, cloudy thought here. Is that really a lie? I tried volunteering and it didn't work out. I don't know if that's really a lie. <laughs> it's not really a lie. It's, it's just a, a thought that a, we need to overcome. Yeah. Or that's more of a barrier. Barrier. Like, <laughs> I did put this. I did put this together while I was sick. So that's funny. Well, I, like, I saw oh. your, your face started looking a little confused as I was talking. Right. So I was so it's glad to know it was that and not what I was saying. <laughs> no, I have no idea what you were saying because okay. I was just focused on well, whether or not. So I, it's a lie. It, we'll sure. Um, you want to do the last one, number six? I will. Um, All right. Line number six is I can't really make a difference. Ooh. Um. So this is one of those where, well, you, you, you feel insignificant and you're telling yourself, yeah. yeah, you can't do anything about it. Why even try? Yeah, I think this is a, I, I, I think, I think uh, it's a lie because, uh, well, uh, actually, I, it's not necessarily a lie if you're looking at it, the, the world as a whole. Mm -hmm. You know, if you like, if you look at the world, world and you look at poverty or you look at, you know, an issue that you, you know, you do feel um something towards yeah. and you look at it you think i can't really make a difference well that's that's kind of true you know it's gonna it's gonna be hard to move the needle on a global scale mm -hmm. but the lie comes in place that 
that um, where, when you think that you won't make any difference. Um, I'm working a little slower. <laughs> Can you feel it? Yeah, but I know um, where you're going and you're getting there. So <laughs> I'll let you jump in. I'm going to drink some water. Okay. So basically it, it's focusing on doing for one what you wish you could do for many. Yeah. And trusting that the impact that you can have on the one will ultimately, God will use that to make a difference ultimately. Yeah. So you won't make a dent in maybe the problem. Right. You, but you will make a difference in someone's, someone's problem. Yep. And yeah. I think that's that's where the lie comes in that we we just you you <laughs> jump you jump straight to I'm making hand motions <laughs> now. Yeah, this is this has been quite a in, interesting experience podcasting today. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I isn't think, everyone interesting? <laughs> <laughs> but um, but no, and I think it's I think we heard that that from Andy Stanley. Yeah, talking about you know sometimes you you can't look at the problem as a whole, you know, you right. just focus on one thing that you can do, you know, um, and um, it has a ripple effect, you mm -hmm. know, and I, I really do believe that. I mean, because we're not called to save the world, you know, that's not what we're called to do. Jesus already did that. You know, we're not called to. Look at you. <laughs> yeah, I like that wink. Um, but I mean, ultimately, you know, we're just called to to get involved, going back to that again, and yeah. doing what you can with what you have, and being faithful with that, um, and trusting trusting the process. You know, trusting that God is ultimately in control, and if you're faithful with what He gives you each day, yeah, I think that's that's what we and going off focus that. On. You know, kind of being faithful each day, so each small step. Mm -hmm. You know, Psalm one nineteen, uh, verse one hundred five is the popular verse where it says. God's word is a lamp into your feet, light to your path. And that's what's important to focus on. Uh, take your eyes off the, the big picture when it comes to I can't make a difference. Mm -hmm. And you focus it on one step in one moment at a time. Um, that's the approach we need to have with missions. Mm -hmm. That uh, we, we look at the next person that we can serve and we can help and mm -hmm. the next task that we can make a difference on. And then eventually we may look back and see how far we've come kind of like we're, mm -hmm. you were talking, we were talking about earlier. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like I always heard, and, and maybe this is a little somewhat off topic, but you know, God never stopped <laughs> us before, <laughs> <laughs> you know, God doesn't always show you the, you know, the path a mile ahead, but he'll, he'll show you the stepping stones, you know, one stepping uh -huh. stone at a time. And you just do that. And you should put that on a poster. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, but I think like for me personally, this is one that I really tried to focus on because I think, especially growing up in the church, it's so hard to, or so easy to believe that if you're not doing something big, you're not really yeah. doing anything. Mm -hmm. Um, and all these lies really. Um, but for me, I think it's just learning what it looks like each day is what's important. And sometimes that's you know, doing something out of the ordinary for somebody. Sure. But sometimes it's, you know, for me at work, it's asking my coworkers, what can I do to help? What, mm -hmm. you know, finding these people to serve and, um, you know, and that's not always easy. And yeah. sometimes it requires me not having time to get some things done, 
but still being able to offer, you know, if, if somebody asks for my help, being available and being gracious to help them, you know, um, sometimes that's, that's what yeah. it looks like. Yeah. I mean, I think telling ourselves that we can't make a difference, it's a cop out because it's, it's the easy, mm -hmm. it's the easy way out. Uh, it's telling yourself the truth that I can make a difference in someone's problem, in someone's right. life is, is a lot harder to swallow because that's something we can do literally every day. Right. Um, and I think that's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Sometimes, and I, I think the mindset the now needs to, to be changed from such a big scale. And we just, we need to scale it down to, yeah, just this more individual base mindset. Mm -hmm. You know, what can I do for one person? Yeah. You know, and I, I think that in turn, for me, where I am in my, in this stage of life has more impact than if I'm, you know, try and volunteer with all these different organizations each week and this and that, you know, I mean, anyway, so You're fine. <laughs> so that's that just the last um, final thought. I so had there. in closing, we, we are running up against time here pretty quick here. Um, is there the one really quickly, the one lie that sticks out to you the most that you have to deal with? I know we talked about the first couple already. Um, was I think the biggest one for still me still be the number three or, now, I think for me, it's um, line number six. Yeah? Yeah. Just exactly what you're talking about? Yeah. I think I would agree with that. You know, that I can't, the lie I tell myself, I can't really make a difference. Um, it's just a huge crutch to mm -hmm. not make any effort to, to serve those yeah. around me. To believe that I can't um, impact anybody's day. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. So. Um, so in closing... I'm talking to the podcast listeners now. <laughs> what lie are you telling yourself? You know, uh, which of these do you feel that you need to combat? Uh, combat. Combat. <laughs> um, you can tweet your thoughts to us on Twitter at PrepMyMission. You can uh, tag us in an Instagram post at PrepareMyMission. You can join us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash PrepareMyMission. Or you can send us an email, CJ or Terry at PrepareMyMission.com. And that's that. With that, we'll move on to our listener question. Thanks for listening and keep listening. Our listener question this week comes from Allie. And uh, in response to a podcast we recorded a few episodes ago, Allie asked, There are so many things that break my heart and it's hard to know where to begin. For example, human trafficking is a big issue that I'm passionate about, but I'm also passionate about working with the homeless and helping them work their way back into society. What do you do if you can't decide on just one thing? Should I try to split up my time between the two? Hmm. And you point to me. And I guess I that means Terry. you want to know what I think. Um, I th my first thought is... Find what's local and that's easiest to get involved with, and with initially. Yeah. And this is why I say that because my my theory is the same for working out. Okay. But okay. It, it it makes sense. If you got to find what's convenient and what works best and easiest for your schedule, your location, your time to get going. To get going, otherwise you won't stick with it. Um. So if you're really passionate about both of these. You know, find one that you're going to be able to stick with, you know, or mm -hmm. um, really get involved with 
you know, base it off your schedule, your time, location, um, what kind of volunteer work they do, um, you know, and go from there. I mean, just, you know, pick, pick that one and start with that and see how it goes. Yeah. I would say, uh, you know, you don't have to decide on just one thing, but you have to start with just one thing, you know, and that's the downside of having multiple things on your heart is that sometimes we get overwhelmed and, you know, you end up doing nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's okay to just pick one and explore it and realizing, and realize that, you know, working on one area doesn't Mm -hmm. mean you're abandoning the other. It's just like we were talking about earlier, though, when it comes to missions, there are seasons Mm -hmm. Um, and there are seasons where it's going to be easier to put your time and effort towards working with homeless, Mm -hmm. homeless people. And then there'll be seasons when it might be easier for you to work on the human trafficking side. Right. So, you know, I don't know how old Allie is, but um, uh, I should start asking that. But, you know, if you're in if you're living at home and you're in high school, maybe it's easier to get involved with homeless stuff Mm -hmm. and then maybe you go to college and maybe your college has something a program or something you can get involved with right you know that reflects your passion Mm -hmm. uh, to fight human trafficking you know those kinds of things that um you know it's just never a it's rarely a 50 50 split right and you know another option i mean it kind of is just what you feel led to do but i mean another option is just to see you know the the local maybe there's a local homeless shelter that really needs volunteers Mm -hmm. you know you know just doing some research and see if there's a real need out there you know more so than one the other you know so i don't know i mean that could be another way uh, you could make a decision like the old saying that a dog that chases two squirrels catches neither and you know if you try to do both of these pretty large time consuming types of Mm -hmm. uh ministries at once uh it can be overload yeah that's true Um, oh uh if you have a question that you'd like answered you can send us an email just like Allie did by emailing podcast at preparemymission.com you can also send us a message on twitter or facebook or wherever on social media and we'll uh just we'll use it on the podcast with that we'll roll right into a few new things (coughs) A few new things going on on the website. Uh, it's fundraising season. It's March. Uh, we have two new uber practical fundraising guides for you. Um, uh, one is on selling custom t-shirts and the other one is on starting a blog. So if you've ever wanted to create and sell custom t-shirts to sell, to raise money for your mission trip, um, you can you can sell a couple dozen t-shirts and raise 500 bucks really, really quickly. Um, and it's really easy it's in we we tell you how to do it in five simple steps um you don't have to know anything about graphic design it's a great way to raise support for your mission trip uh and also uh starting a blog um so we teach you how to start a blog in seven steps which is a great way to rally community around your trip uh and to update your friends and family on and keep them in the loop on on your trip uh for much longer than just the 10 days you're serving. Uh, you know, there's a lot that leads up to the trip and that's a great way to keep people informed on where you're at with your fundraising, how you're preparing, how they can get involved, how they can pray. Um, it really keeps your trip and what you've got going on in the forefront of the minds of your friends and family. So we can teach you how to do that. It's not intimidating. Uh, 
and we'll have links to both of those fundraising guides in our podcast notes, uh, which I'm about to tell you about right now because we're closing down the podcast. Uh, that's it for this episode of the podcast. We'll have another podcast for you two Tuesdays from now, which is March 24th, 2015. Um, between now and then, uh, be sure to check out our email list uh, by visiting preparemymission.com slash email. Um, it's a, it, like I said, it's one sentence. It's usually like an encouraging phrase or something like that, just to give you a little boost on Wednesday morning. Wednesday's kind of that iffy day where, you know, you're too far from the weekend and to really, you know, get excited. You know, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, Terry does. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, you can find, so preparemymission.com slash email. Go check it out. Uh, you can find the show notes for this podcast, like links to the article we were uh, we were discussing, uh, links to the fundraising guides, all that kind of stuff at preparemymission.com slash podcast. I can hear the music coming. <laughs> I can hear it coming in post. Um, finally, if you visit preparemymission.com, you'll find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, uh, and connect and hang out with us all week long. And uh, that's it. Cool. Okay. All right. Until next time, I'm CJ. And I'm Terry. And thank you for and- listening. <laughs>